You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Utes on a Friday. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. Brian, what are we going to talk about here? Oh, you know, Jake, the same thing that we always do. Uh, land, sea, air, burgers at McDonald's. That's actually um, a fantastic secret menu item right there, by the way. It is, and maybe that should be their, be our poll question of the day. What is your favorite secret menu item from McDonald's? But no, no, we're going to talk about a variety of things. Nope, it's mostly going to be Utah football. We're going to talk about some, some recruiting stuff, specifically – a big announcement coming to later today from a potential quarterback recruit, as we've discussed previously. Utah already has one on board. Did they learn a lesson from previous years? Are they trying to go after two? What might happen with that? We're also going to get right back into the 10-pack. Uh, talk about something that's a little even more recent than Utah joining the Pac-12. And then we'll close things out with just the, the same old, same old. We're going to talk trash on those Sun Devils. Might as well talk trash on the Sun Devils. No problem with that at all. So we'll have some fun ahead on today's show. Want to remind you guys, though, that today's podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. If you have anything regarding the NFL Draft, whether it's player profiles, mock drafts, anything else in regards to the events going on in Indianapolis with the Combine or in Las Vegas next spring for the NFL Draft, follow the guys at the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Cannot encourage you guys enough to check that out. All right, without further ado, let's dive in on a Friday. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for June 25th, 2021. Once again, this is the Locked On Utes podcast. My name is Jay Catch. Across from me digitally is my good friend Brian Brown, my fellow co-host here on this daily podcast covering all things University of Utah Athletics. And Brian, you mentioned in the open, we want people's secret menu ideas. And I'm not going to limit it just to McDonald's, even though McDonald's does have a pretty extensive secret menu list. But if you have a secret menu item at your favorite restaurant of choice, I know there are many people out there who are probably thinking immediately of like in and out or something like that, send it to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Locked on Utes on Twitter. Send them in. We'll make sure to tweet them out, and maybe people can learn a thing or two about their favorite restaurants. Jake, do you have a favorite place to go for secret menu items? Uh, so there are two, and we've already mentioned them both, McDonald's and In-N-Out for me. I, I Those have kind of been the two that have been the hallmark of what I've done. Uh, I did at one point, though, my younger brother went to Snow College, and there happens to be a burger joint in Manti, Utah, and you're probably well aware of it. Uh, Fred's? Maybe, yes. Fred's is absolutely delicious, by the way. Well, my brother actually convinced uh, Fred's to create a burger specifically for him. So he had a pseudo-secret menu at Fred's, of all things. So there you go. If you're going to have a secret menu somewhere to have your own establishment do it for you specifically is pretty much a legend move. So shout out to the brother. Uh, 
he and Deuce Latouille are pretty much the only people that have a, a, their own private burgers there. So great company. Hey, absolutely. I, I don't know if it was ever officially a thing, but my brother seemed to be able to walk in and order the, the burger he had. And I, I honestly, if you were to ask me, this has been years and years ago, I couldn't tell you exactly what was on. I just knew it was very specific to my brother. So nonetheless, shout out to Taylor all the same. But nonetheless, uh, let's, let's dive in and actually talk some Utah Utes. How about uh, recruiting is always ongoing, Brian, as people are well aware. And by the way, the Utes have been absolutely on a tear, uh, adding all kinds of different guys, all kinds of visits ongoing around the University of Utah campus this month. But we're expecting an announcement today from Brandon Rose, and he is a quarterback prospect in this 2022 recruiting class. And I know that people are probably thinking, well, what are you guys talking about? They already took their quarterback for the 2022 class, Brian. Can you explain a little bit about why they may be expecting maybe a secondary, a second commitment from another quarterback in this recruiting class? I think it's a worthwhile question, Jake, because if you look at the last few years, what's the one position that Utah has seemed to have seemed to have fallen short at? I think the answer is more than likely the quarterback position. Sure. The years that Utah had a good, reliable starter and a capable backup, they went to the Pac-12 championship. And so I think Kyle Whittingham has, has finally figured out that the recipe is a, a full competitive quarterback room is a good thing. And Utah has stopped trying to make it a long-term engagement and decided that they can go one and done with these quarterbacks if they need to. And so because of that, they're going to go after two quarterbacks every year now, I think, uh, especially with last year where there was the the will he or won't he with Jackson Dart and Peter Costelli, both very capable quarterback prospects, both have extremely uh, uh, talented abilities when it comes to the quarterbacking on the field. Uh, similar prospects, too, in terms of both very, very good athletes, can throw the football very well. I think Dart's a little bit more refined and a little more accurate currently. I think Costelli probably has a higher ceiling just simply because of his size and his physical attributes. Still has a lot of work to, to go. But all that being said, this indicates to me that Utah's not going to sit back and let themselves be burned by another Jack Tuttle. Or if Peter Costelli decides that he's unhappy, they're not going to let that sweat and worry uh, them at all. And, and they went out and got two transfer quarterbacks in December of last year for that very reason as well. Well, see, that's the thing about it is... Uh, you can't be caught with your pants down. It's the proverbial adage there. And I think you mentioned the fact that Kyle Whittingham has probably learned from previous experience. And I think it's actually kind of smart. If you're going to bring guys in, they're going to compete for time. And let's be honest, Brian, you and I both know, and many of our listeners probably already aware of this, the transfer portal is there for situations like this. If you bring in two quarterbacks, they're going to duel. Whichever one ends up being the better quarterback, well, the other one likely is going to hit the transfer portal and trying to find a new landing spot for themselves. That's what this is built for. And correct me if I'm wrong here, Brian, Brandon Rose is a little different type of quarterback than uh than other quarterbacks in Utah's system currently, including their most recent commit, Nate Johnson. I, I think he is more of the traditional pocket passer type. Am I, am I mistaken in that assessment? Uh, yeah, so I think that's a good, not not mistaken, but I think I think that's a good 
way to describe it is that the, these are almost contrasting recruits in, yeah. in, in a lot of ways. Uh, Johnson is definitely the dynamic athlete of the two, uh, four, five, 40 or 10, 500 meter. So again, Kyle Whittingham definitely has a type right now, right? It's six, two, six, speed. three, 10, five. Yeah. Get that speed going, especially in that hundred meter. Utah loves to recruit guys that have low hundred meter times. It, it's a very transferable statistic you know i think people love the 40 time because it's been so prescient and nowadays it's all about that 100 meter and, and they want guys that are running track and whatnot and that is nate johnson to a t that doesn't mean that brandon rose doesn't have some athletic ability but this is a kid with some serious moxie he's got some chops to him he's got a lot of confidence for a high school kid he's confident that no matter where he goes he's gonna see the playing field and maybe that plays in Utah's favor. It's currently down to Utah Northwestern for him. A reminder, Nate Johnson was on a trip to Michigan, came home, and a few days later sent out that tweet saying, I'm committed to the University of Utah. So clearly what Utah's found in the recruiting atmosphere is, you know, tempting these kids to come here. And I think a big part of it is that now that they can come on visits, now that Utah's gotten themselves established for the last two years in the Pac-12 as, as one of the top-tier teams, it's very enticing. And the best part about this pitch, Jake, and, and you and I can debate this a little bit, what does Utah need more than anything as far as a program goes? Well, they need a quarterback that can elevate the, the program. And I think for kids nowadays, they're getting told a couple different things. One, sooner you can get on the field, the better. The better team you have around you, the better it's going to be. And the more success you have in a conference like the Pac-12, the more that's going to lift you up. We are seeing quarterback prospects from California go all over the country. Mm -hmm. Inc. Bachmeyer in, in, in Boise. Uh, DJ Uyunglele out there at Clemson. I, I, I got Clemson. that right the yeah. first time. You know, Um so it's just this is a convincing pitch to a kid who maybe like Nate Johnson or Brandon Rose. They're both three-star kids. They're going to get bumped a little bit. I think Nate Johnson can probably get to four stars. We'll see about Brandon Rose. Two kids that kind of got hurt a little bit by the fact that they weren't able to go out to camps and whatnot uh, during COVID. But the biggest thing is that um, – I'm so excited. I'm just losing my train of thought here. Um, the biggest thing is that they, they're coming into a situation where they feel like they're going to have an opportunity early to play and establish a new tradition at the University of Utah, and I think that's a very appealing pitch to recruits. Yeah, they, they do need that quarterback that can just kind of elevate the program. And that's kind of been the one missing ingredient. Obviously, we're still waiting on that to happen. But if they continue to pile up all of these quarterback uh, commits as they have recently, Brian, I'm convinced at some point here they're going to hit on at least one of them. And that's going to be, the, I think, the, the game-changing element for the Utah football program. But we'll, of course, have it all covered for you. Uh, if Brandon Rose does, in fact, pick Utah, we will talk about that on Monday, talk more about his game. Game as we watch his film, all of that. We'll get to more of that next week here on the podcast. Coming up in a moment, though, we continue on with the 10-pack. We talked about the University of Utah men's basketball program that made that run to the Sweet 16 in 2015 in our last podcast. We're going to talk about a program that is unique, and I mean that sincerely, unique in the state of Utah. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at betonline.ag. They are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Brian, I know you have been playing around on BetOnline recently. What is your, I guess, most recent endeavor with regards to your sports betting? Ole, Jake. It's all about soccer right now with the uh, Champions Cup going on over there, or the Europe Cup, whatever they call it. UEFA European Championships. 
There you go. I, they have names for these things. I do not remember them. I'm a very casual soccer person, but guess what I'm having a lot of fun with? Just call it Euros. That's all you got to call it. Euros. Uh-huh. It, it's on during the day. can turn it on in the office. Mm-hmm. While I'm getting some work done, throw it on there, and I'm just throwing out those dollar bills, seeing who's going to get me the right exchange rate. Hey, that's not a bad way to do it. That's the best part about Bet Online. They have everything under the sun covered with regards to your sporting needs: golf, MMA, UFC, NBA playoffs, NHL. In Brian's case, soccer. They've got it all for you guys. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. As this is your chance to get into the game. Head to BetOnline.ag now and sign up for free. While you're there, make sure you use the promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit and get a fifty percent welcome bonus with that deposit. You heard that right? Fifty percent of whatever you deposit the first time added into your account. It's free money to bet with and it's all courtesy of your friends at bet online as they are your online sportsbook experts all right time now to continue on with the 10 pack brian and just as a refresher for all of our listeners that may be new listening to this for the first time it's kind of a new uh, segment we're doing here during the off season we look back on the first decade the, i guess the initial decade of the university of utah being a member of the pac-12 conference and what we're doing here first is we're talking about the top 10 moments outside of football in Pac-12 history, and then we'll get to the football moments, obviously. We talked last time about the Sweet 16 run for the running Utes in 2015 under Larry Kriskoviak, and today, Brian, I want to talk about the University of Utah men's lacrosse program, the only Division I lacrosse program in the state of Utah. I think this was a, a just an absolute home run to add this program if you're a Ute. What have been kind of your overall impressions of Utah since they started this? Was it we, are they in their third year now? So yes, uh, founded in twenty seven uh, twenty seventeen. Um, so technically fifth year. Well, I, I should back up. That's when they hired coach Brian Holman. Was in twenty seventeen. <clears throat> First three seasons as a program, 2019. So, okay. yeah. So, first they actual the, season. They had a two year lead up to actually getting on the field as a D1 program. So, they've played. Correct. They've yeah. Com- they've completed three seasons. Overall, they've gone five and 10, three and three. Obviously, a pandemic shortened year in 2020, and then four and seven in the most recent campaign. But I, I got to say, Brian, when they added this program, it screamed to me as like, why hasn't another program in the state? Why have why haven't another why has uh, another athletic department not added this sport? It's a fast paced, exciting sport, and Utah they capitalized on it, and I think they're going to be the beneficiaries, especially considering they're joining a conference beginning next year. It's an exciting moment for them. They're joining the ASUN, the ASUN conference. It's going to provide them with more home and home type affairs. As we saw this season, they were on the road a ton, mm-hmm. and they will still be traveling to the East Coast quite a bit. But they're also going to get a lot of return trips out of that, and I think it'll help them with scheduling. It'll help them establish themselves a little bit more. They'll have a, a better idea of who every opponent's going to be from year to year, how to recruit, how to build the program around that. And I think no conversation about the Utah lacrosse team is complete without talking about the efforts of Coach Brian Holman and what he's been able to do here. His background is actually very fascinating. Um, We'll get to that maybe a little bit here in a minute. Um, What do you, let me ask you this, what do you know about how the Utah lacrosse program came to be? Well, I can tell you this much. Uh, There are some unnamed, um, 
how should we say it, deep-pocketed individuals out there who wanted to create a program, a D1 lacrosse program in the state. I think they saw the vacuum and what uh, this sport could fill in this state because I played lacrosse as a youngster, Brian. Middle school is kind of when I started playing. I played for about three or four years. And I'll be honest, my first introduction to it was my cousin saying, hey, Jake, there's a sport out there. I know you're a big football fan. It's a sport where you get to hold a metal pole and hit people like you hit in football. And I said, okay, I'm in. That, that was my introduction to the sport. And this sport has really exploded in the state of Utah. It's now officially a sanctioned sport at the high school level. The UHSAA has sanctioned it. And I think it was just a matter of time until an athletic department was going to pull the trigger on adding a D1 program out here. I think the biggest question mark, obviously, was, okay, you're going to be creating a program that's essentially sitting on an island by itself because there's not a lot of D1 programs in the Western United States. If I'm not mistaken, is it Denver, Air Force, and Utah? Is that is that who we've got out here now? Yeah, that's that's the essential uh, lacrosse version of the Pac-12, I guess. Um, the Mountain West is, is pre- predominantly an East Coast sport, mm-hmm. and you're seeing that the big names with it are Virginia, Syracuse, North Carolina, uh, Maryland had a very successful year this year as well. Don't forget about Johns Hopkins. Uh, no, he, he can't, he can't. How could you? And all the Ivy League schools. And I think maybe that's part of why lacrosse took some time to ramp up. You and I both played lacrosse in high school. I don't know about you. I was a D-stick. Oh, yeah. I was a D-stick. They were like, hey, you're going to plant yourself here. And if anybody gets close to the goal, you just go take them out. That was fun. Yeah, the only time in my life I've ever gotten sent to a penalty box was in lacrosse. So okay. can't really complain about that. Um, the, the style of play is a little bit different than football. It's not quite as uh, smiled upon to deplete players like it is in football. Sure. But that's okay. You can still have some fun with it. Um, I think really what's great about this program is that it came at the perfect time where lacrosse was exploding at the high school level in this state. They've been able to pipe in some local prospects over time. Uh, I think we, we talk about deep pockets. Uh, for those who don't maybe know the entire backstory of it, it was definitely a local uh, philanthropist, maybe uh, uh, airline owner Dave Neeleman, yeah, who, who was a big reason because of that. His son was a lacrosse player, he wanted some place uh, where he could come and play, and that led to where Utah now has established one of the more, uh, I think, without a doubt, elite programs on the west, western half of the U.S., but also, you know, one of the fastest rising programs in the country. Yeah, this this program, and you're right, the Neilman family has been instrumental to getting the program off of the, kind of just the, the ground and building it, and it's been it's been a climb, and obviously it's still going to continue to be a climb for Utah. I, I can't say enough about how important being a part of the ASUN conference is going to be for this program, Brian. You mentioned the fact it's going to create more continuity with regards to scheduling. It just seems to really have been a haphazard mismatch of opponents for Utah, and they spend a lot of their season on the road. We, if you've listened to this podcast long term, you heard us talk about weekly, well, Utah lacrosse back on the road this week, and it's somewhere back east. That's just the, simply the reality of them being an independent program. Now as they join this conference and kind of create a West arm of the A-Sun, I think it's going to absolutely kind of take them to another level because they do have that continuity and scheduling. They have conference mates. They can build associations with those fellow A-Sun compatriots. And hopefully at some point here, we see Utah finally turn into a winning program. And I think the ultimate goal is obviously to win a national championship, but just making the NCAA tournament would be a massive, massive accomplishment for Coach Holman. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're seeing signs of life and, and, and proof of concept in what's been believed and, and driving the growth of this program at the University of Utah. Had a very competitive game at Virginia this year where they uh, actually took the lead against the Cavaliers early on in the game. Uh, weren't able to hold on to that, but that's the eventual national championship or national champion winner that they went stick for stick with. And also had some big victories on the road as well. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Josh Stout, who's likely going to get go down as one of the better players in uh, Utah lacrosse history. Also local kid, came from Lone Peak High School, uh, helped really build and establish that program as a local star, local athlete coming in here. And I think that a lot of what's happened with the Utah lacrosse program has led to things like uh, UHSAA recognizing it as a sanctioned sport establishment of it being as a school and no longer just a club sport which i think uh in a lot of respects benefits it because it takes it out of uh the parent and club hands where sometimes it can just get a little too political um and puts it in the school hands where sometimes it maybe can get mismanaged (laughs) but um the bottom line is it's going to open the doors to a lot more kids playing lacrosse and i think that's a massive positive for the University of Utah as they move forward because there are some kids out there that just don't want to play football um, and and don't want to play rugby and maybe they don't like soccer but they they like the fast pacedness of it or they want something different and lacrosse is the perfect sport for them so it's it's a very uh, I I am a huge proponent of it I talk about it all the time I think Coach Brian Holman is he's the Kyle Whittingham of lacrosse coaches and I I think I'm lucky enough to have gotten to know him a little bit but also his assistants are, are phenomenal as well. Um, you know, uh, Will Manny, Marcus Holman, two of the big names out there that also play in the Premier Lacrosse League, which is kind of fun too. So yeah, absolutely. So if you if you're wondering, okay, who's in the A Sun exactly? Well, I'll give you the names real quick. So they originally formed the A Sun Men's Lacrosse Conference with founding membership of Furman, High Point, Jacksonville, Mercer, Richmond, and VMI. And then just this past what, last last six months or so, they announced a new group of six schools. That includes Air Force, Bellarmine, Cleveland State, Detroit Mercy, Robert Morris, and of course the University of Utah. So, going to be a pretty big conference. And as we mentioned, just the fact that you're going to be able to have guaranteed home games, uh, teams coming out to play you in A Sun Conference play, I think it's just going to be really, really important for the University of Utah men's lacrosse program. So uh, if you guys have thoughts on the lacrosse program, the founding of it, what you expect from it, feel free to reach out on social media, at Locked On Utes on Twitter. Brian's at Brown Bear SLC. I'm at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you guys and get your insights on it. All right, coming up here in a minute, as you mentioned in the open, it's time to bag on the Sun Devils. We'll get to that here momentarily. Brian, first off, though, let's talk about our good friends at rockauto.com. What I love about Rock Auto, Brian, is they have every part under the sun. I, I, I would challenge anybody to go to rockauto.com and try and find a part that they do not have available for your vehicle. I would very highly doubt they're not going to be able to answer the bell for you with regards to whatever you might need. I'll take it a step further, Jake. If you can find a part that, they, that you need for a vehicle that's been made in this century and they don't have it, I'll buy you a box of Bill Bars. 
Ooh, there you go. Brian laying down the bet on that. That's pretty impressive, sir. So go and check it out. Go to rockauto.com right now. Why would you choose to spend up to 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts when you can get them at rockauto.com? They're shipped directly to your door. It's a family business, been serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years online. Take advantage of it now. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on or locked on utes in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you guys amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, folks, before we go here on a Friday, we, of course, love to talk about everything going on with the University of Utah, but by extension, obviously, being members of the Pac-12, we do need to talk about some of the news and notes in inside the conference. And, well, let's just say the topic du jour is Herm Edwards and ASU, Brian, and they're, what are we calling it? They're blatant cheating? Right now? Yeah, brazen. I like brazen, the word brazen. Brazen. Okay, I like that. Good. Uh, it's So I think the, the big reference point, Pete Thamel dropped an article uh, kind of later on Wednesday night, slid, slid that thing out there just a little bit under the radar with more details of what's really going on here. And I think the big takeaways for it is the, the, the traditional slow-paced movement of the NCAA may not be applicable here for two reasons. One, because there are 2022 recruits that will need to pass through the NCAA in order to be cleared as eligible. And that could make uh, really accelerate things in terms of the investigation, getting it done, number one. Number two, the bigger aspect of it is the amount of liability that the Arizona State University will carry because if anything has potentially happens or happened because of recruiting visits with regards to COVID, it could be, and I'm not trying to overplay this, it could be catastrophic, not just to the program, but also the university in terms of millions of dollars that they would be liable for. And now that would be the most extreme circumstance where it could be proven that maybe a potential athlete had, had visited and then something had, had caused an, either an infection or obviously far worse, which you know, hopefully that never becomes the case. But these are the realities that they're facing, and the fact that they were so brazen about it, open about it, unafraid, you know. And I think that's where you're starting to see a lot more commentary because traditionally, when this stuff happens, schools and other other programs avoid it, right? Yeah. Like nobody wants to talk about it. Deny, deny, deny. The craziest part about this, by the way, is the fact that Regina Jackson, who is the mother of star quarterback Jaden Daniels, has allegedly helped arrange flights for recruits and adults accompanying them on recruiting trips. Uh, she has said that her credit card was hacked or some such when I was reading this. Pete Thamel really laying it out there. He he got a look at the dossier, a bunch of the documents and whatnot that the NCAA has got in their possession as they build this case against ASU. And by the way, the fact that Ray Anderson said, quote, it can't be something that bogs us down, unquote. It's what he told azcentral.com. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to tell the NCAA to buzz off? Because I, I, I'm sorry, but you ain't Alabama. They're, they're going to they're gonna come after you. This is a program that's had a lot of... Uh, previous endeavor what well, I shouldn't say endeavors to incidents with recruiting and whatnot and yeah. compliance and look no university is clean of that stuff it just bottom line so 
don't turn your nose up at the fact that your university has never gotten caught uh, or or doesn't cheat, quote unquote, because everybody has violations of, of a certain degree. What we're talking about is level one violations, the kind of violations where a coaching staff won't survive uh, or, you know, it, and in the extremest of extreme circumstances, it would be a death penalty. I don't think we'll ever see anything like that ever again. I think what happened to SMU was a one time thing and it's just become so out of control that it would have to be an absolute real just sickening event for anything like that to happen. And and maybe we've already seen a couple of those who knows. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I think what we're seeing is, is not going to be something that gets dragged out for a very long time. I think it's uh, a lot more uh, dangerous to, to Arizona state than maybe people think. Yeah. See in the story, it says the manner in which the picture and dossier emerged should also be of concern to ASU officials. Sources told Yahoo sports that a group of nearly a dozen staffers commuted regularly on group text about the allegedly illicit activities in the program. Then it continues here. Quote, the group text wasn't necessarily to bring was it wasn't necessarily to bring to the NCAA, but it was a way to say, look at how blatant they are being about it, said a source. It was a way we it, it was a way we scoffed at it like, can you believe these guys? As another source told Yahoo Sports, quote, it didn't even seem like they wanted to hide it. It was so pervasive, unquote. Jeez. Well, I think there's a there's a hammer coming for Herm Edwards and ASU and We'll see what it shakes out, Brian. Yeah, I don't think the death penalty is ever going to be on the table again. I think the NCAA has learned that that's not going to be an option. But I think they're going to get ASU, and they're probably going to get them pretty stiffly uh, once things start going. And I, I'm kind of with you. Based on how things are looking with that 2022 class, the NCAA can't allow, to, allow this to fester. They've got to move on it. They do, and it's just... It's unfortunate because you hope that this doesn't interrupt the season for the kids that are at ASU mm -hmm. and have gotten there and done the work and everything like that. But at the same time, there's an awful lot of writing on this wall right now, Jake, that's hard to ignore. It's like walking down the, the gum wall at Seattle yeah. and, and not, not trying to be just absolutely grossed out by how much gum is there. It's, it's a good point. So, yeah, this is just an absolutely crazy story, and we'll be con con continuing to track it. And anything new that comes out, we'll, of course, talk about it here on the podcast. And also, I'm sure they'll also cover it. Brian, I know you are a co-host of Locked On Pack 12 the podcast as well. I'm sure there'll be plenty of topics on this on that podcast as well. All right, Brian, any final thoughts from you as you wrap up another week here on the Locked On Utes podcast? Jake, it's just a great day to be a Ute here on a Friday. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys the weekend. Stay safe. Uh, stay dry, hopefully, or wet. I don't know. I, I don't check the weather enough, but, man, it's it's wild out there right now. So whatever you have to do to keep you and yours safe, do that. As always, just – and, oh, you know what? While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts. Oh, yes. Throw a little rating down. We're almost to 100, man. We're there. Yeah, we want to get to the 100 uh, rating threshold. You guys can do that. Leave us a five-star rating as well as some comments what you like about the show or suggestions of how we can improve. We All we, will, all we request, five stars only. That's what we want. All right, for Brian, I'm Jake. Have a great weekend whenever you hear this. We'll, be, of course, be back next week talking all things going on in the University of Utah, continuing on with the 10-pack as well. So stay tuned for all of that. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for June 25th. 2021 and we will talk to you guys next week.